This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. Sounds sounds like it's working. Just, just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, how's it going out there? I'm having a delay, so it sounds retarded in my ear. Your ear, 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 ear. see all your faces not I don't see any faces but it is good to see whatever I'm seeing <laughs> you guys should all have pictures because I'd love to see everybody's face here and know who I'm talking to <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> as if as if a face does it right <laughs> hey I try you whoa 
How's it going out there? I think I want to converse with you guys more. <laughs> I'm not much for small talk anymore, and it, uh, anymore. I guess I never was. <laughs> well, you exist in some sort of fashion, don't you? I'll just assume that that's happening. I'll assume existence is going on. Welcome. Welcome to existence. into our minds well I wouldn't say that it's really coming in like from an outside source but as much to say how we use it so subtly so very subtly and if we don't truly question question everything that we do and pretty much why if we don't question why we're making a specific decision oh, staticky today If we never take every single perspective of our own into account to say what is the real reason that we're here even in this moment and whatever moment it might be why, why are you out biking why are you at Starbucks? Why are you attempting to converse with people? And while this is only a temporary requirement of a step to realization, it is definitely much easier when you actually do this. Now, why am I making this decision? Why am I going through this thing I don't want to be doing? Why am I... Why? <laughs> if I feel any twinge of emotion, most of the time it's so minute and small that we don't even recognize it. But if there definitely is a twinge of emotion, then ask yourself, why am I doing what I am doing? Why have I put myself in this position that I think I'm in? What brought me to this moment? And while we want to cop out of this, because we, you know, the past isn't real. Yes, it's, it's always this time you disappear, Hazel, isn't it? Thank you. question is why if I remembered and knew why I was 
living this life, then fear would be impossible. I think that a lot of us like to live out of fear and ensure that the reason we go on day by day, the reason we go to work, and the reason we need money at all, which is completely comprehensible and not expressing a need for dramatic change or anything. The whole reason we get up to eat and the whole reason we drink is because what would happen if we didn't? I mean, perhaps we, it is as simple as, you know, we're not ready. We're not ready to let go of this body yet. We're not ready to, say, die. And we don't need to be. We don't need to force anything on ourselves. We don't need to make life different than what it obviously is. I don't know how many of you have a habit of comparing yourself to others, even spiritually. Almost as if you somehow assess if this person has some spiritual knowledge you don't, or has some sort of healing process that, uh, you might find benefit from. You know, how do you determine the person you're looking at, you're listening to, you're hearing, you're whatever, is something that you can use, something that you can benefit from. A lot of people have and go to specific people, course teachers and gurus, because they have some sort of evaluation but in comparison between themselves and that person or, or the crowd that follows them or their teaching. And it might be exciting. Yeah, it might be exciting to have an opportunity to go meet them and possibly ask your own personal questions. This is exciting, yes. Excitement is a good one. Yet some people, not to say that you shouldn't. However, I do question why. No, why? And if you have a, an actual reason why, then fulfill it, please. Go through and fulfill it. Yet if you don't have or don't recognize your reason why, and you're going blindly, 
kind of, you're not recognizing why you are doing anything. You're not really experiencing why you're here. Sure, riding the waves of life is beautiful and it's wonderful. And that's almost exactly what I'm saying to do. But if you don't know why you're riding the waves, if you don't know why you're experiencing this world at all, then obviously you haven't found the way out. Obviously you haven't found what the, what the world is for. To, to actually use it to utilize the gift in which God has for you in its experience. You could just be riding the waves and completely missing the point. Of course, to say there is a point I mean, sure, we did design the world and we designed it with silly ideas. Yet, God so loved his son that he gave him the world. He gave him the world he designed. Being completely impartial to it being good or bad or right or wrong, he saw the son's innocence and yet with his own power gave him the entirety of the experience. Regardless if you're seeing truth or illusions, Regardless, if there was any point at all to God giving it to us, He has one goal in mind, always, even in this moment, one goal. And that's not a future goal, it's not something soon to be accomplished but a recognition in the sun, a recognition of himself and what naturally brings happiness. He desires for you and the whole reason of the universe is to be happy. Well, life seems short and you identify with only a short amount of time. Happiness does seem something somewhat hard to achieve when death is weighing on your shoulders. And yet recognize this as an eternal picture. And this life simply as a lesson, a classroom to that same experience. If you don't recognize it as perfect in its own right and find happiness already, then it is to learn to be happy. And as that fear is used so naturally and so easily as we perceive the variety of things of life. We say how we need to do this thing that we should 
Oh, even... Oh, I had that thought to do that, and I didn't do it. Oh, I need to listen to spirit more. Well, it's true that you can benefit from listening to spirit more and actually taking action. None of them are required. Not any moment is required. There's always a plan B. The only requirement is existence. And while this life, this classroom of A Course in Miracles, this classroom of miracles, is required because we exist. The existence is not a choice that's already been made. That choice is for God in which our functions seem to differ. God is the decision that we exist. And now your function is to live it, is to be it. You see it as such a multitude of different things different people, different bodies, physical and spiritual, different identities, expansive and confined. With opportunities every day to experience more or to retract and experience less. Regardless the experience and what we do choose, it is required to choose something. Some people actually believe death is an escape because even before they were born, they assumed they didn't exist. And after they were born or after they die, they too will go back to not existing. And while this makes sense, logically, in what way is it an escape? Sure, you give up the fight, you die off to complete disappearance and no longer exist at all. Did you get out? Say, so what is it that they actually want out of? Surely if life turned around for them and they experienced things differently, a better outcome or maybe financial, or family or friends, or even their, their pain subsided. Would they still make the decision to escape? Unfortunately, as I recall, many of these escape tactics within my experience it remains to be required to exist. In a way, that's why some people don't understand the definition of hell. To think that, why would God create me and send me to hell for doing the wrong things instead of just obliterating my existence? 
in the same sense, and bear with me, God made a decision. And when God makes a decision, it is even required of him. While we may be obsessed with illusionary ideas of what our life is, and we believe we exist in bodies, our decision continues to be made of how we're going to exist. Many of us make this decision of bodies and we have given our how to the why. This idea of hell is a very abstract idea attempted to be confined into a zip file <laughs> for the layman. Ones that don't recognize that the whole reason they want to escape will remain in their psyche, which continues on. They will make the same decisions until they decide that there's some better way. Until that consciousness decides that there is some form of salvation, some sort of other way of living or thinking. It will be stuck in a repetitive idea of thinking the only escape is death or suicide. It goes with everything, not only suicide, that I keep living as a physical body because of my habit. My habit of translating the sensations I feel into physical representations. So when I die, I look for that sensation and I find the only sensation that exists is love and translate it into another body. Can I make the decision of existing through sensations that define something other than a shape of a body? Can I train myself to recognize that sensation of my feet is not feet because feet don't exist, but the sensation I feel surely is something. Can I recognize it as actually love? Can I recognize that pain to be anything else but a very specific body part? This so-called escape of letting go of the body, regardless if it is so-called willing or not their time. The consciousness has a habit and whatever that habit of believing is, it will remain to choose until it knows or recognizes that this is not what it wants to do and actually takes that as an opportunity to choose again. 
they would never actually choose again. Until that happens, it remains to be the same. Continuing to make the same decisions over and over again. Whether it be a new body or this very same body again. The habit of time. The habit of space. The habit of shape and form. All based off of an identification to what you find safe. You weren't only a wave in an ocean. You were once a wave in a complete and empty universe. Simply a ripple of existence that quite literally was the only thing that existed. This shape, this wave moving without distance, thought of distance, asking itself where it was going, what it was doing, and why. Even here and now, as we ask these decisions of ourselves, we determine what we will be moving into, what our dream will be tomorrow, or in the future. You're training now to rearrange your habits, to have a different existence. Will you find it habitual to be a body? Then you will keep making the decision to be a body until you find it natural to make a different decision. Many of us find someone that has made this decision and has recognized this experience and call upon their name. But if you don't recognize you're dead, you wouldn't. You wouldn't ask for the help. So they say, pray to him every day. And build a habit of calling to him for when you actually need him. Then he will be there. This is as real as anything else. I come to you now 
as one of these experiencers. As many of us would claim to be, we don't all experience the same thing, nor understand what I, each other are experiencing. Some ask me what the spirit world is like. And I tell them it's everything. They say, does it have ghosts? And I said, it's everything. Does it have does it have magic? Everything, I said. Are there unicorns? Absolutely. I said everything. Mermaids? Fairies? Yes, of course. It has every possibility you can imagine. It even has bodies, physical. It even has nightmares and devils and demons. And every evil thing you can possibly imagine. That's why you are in it. That's why you see it. You have chosen this confinement of being in this physical perspective within the spiritual universe because you're afraid of your own imagination. All the many possibilities of what you can do, what you can be, and the choices you make, you think somehow you're no longer innocent. You're no longer allowed to make that decision as if you feel shame when you look in someone's eyes that you've developed. And so you lock yourself in a prison, separate from everything else, to make sure that you're safe. I can handle this much. To say you go asleep at night and dream as if it's a different place. And the instant manif manifestations of your mind Regard the same experience. And whenever something happens that you didn't want it to happen, or something happens that you did so extremely, it jars your system as you wake up into a more solidified a slower manifesting experience. You don't have to concern yourself as much. It's going to take longer to think for your thinking to manifest.
this prison is easier. It's slower. It takes longer. The spirit world, even as the physical world, represents everything you believe exists. So surely, it has everything. Everything you can imagine. And you're not far from it now. You're not in a body world that is separate from that spirit world. You're actually in that spirit world with body perception. Not to say from physical eyes, but from a conscious belief. You're in a conscious belief perspective. This consciousness looks upon the spiritual universe in which it was given by God and sees it in any way it chooses. It sees it in physical bodies. It sees it in spiritual bodies. It sees it with magic and miracles or it sees it with pain and suffering. It sees itself as small or big. It sees itself among others or alone. It sees itself falling off the couch <laughs> and hurting or <laughs> come here, Bubba. Hey. Come here. To say you are a spiritual person seems, seems a little silly from this point of view. I have taken a perspective of being a body that is choosing to have a spiritual perspective. To say you're training that habit of your mind that keeps choosing bodies, that keeps choosing physical perspective. 
and attempting every day to recognize that the sensations you feel are spiritual. You can only feel the spirit world because that's all you're in. You can only hear the spirit world because that's all you're in. You can only see the spiritual world because that's the only thing that exists aside from you and God. This body seems so solid and as if your past is enforced upon it with scars and pains and bruises. That the quicker you forget that not only did you have an accident and that brought you pain to your body, but that you are a body. Would healing naturally happen? For what healing is, is simply an idea moving to a new idea or even an old idea. You had an idea of a broken body. It's the practice of training your mind to go to a new idea of a healed body, of a whole body. Definition of a daddy's boy, right here. <laughs> yeah, I was a mama's boy. sense when all the senses tell you the same thing, evidence of the sensations you feel to what you see as a body. The sounds you measure. The movement of a body you see from a mouth.
I choose. I choose the expanse. I choose the experience of life. I choose the experience of life that was intended by God that I live. What is that choice right now? What is it that I see in myself that I insist is in everybody else? assume that the decision has been made by them as well, which they want to know and remember. The many desire something more, desire a further experience. It's easy to do when you make that decision. It's easy to do when you see that decision can be made. Father, I come to you. Realizing that I am the one responsible for these decisions. I am the one responsible for all the suffering in the world that I'm responsible for the pain and sorrow. I admit to you that I see something that can die. I see and feel something that seems painful. I have made your world into something it's not. I choose now. I choose here, in this moment. And I make this decision for the rest of eternity. To have the ability to recognize you to see you in these pains, in these bodies, and any definition I give it. And everything I think I see is separate. Everything I think I see as alone. I choose to recognize you.
my ear. I choose the dream that you intended for me. I choose the reality that you see fit for me. Thank you, God. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour. Thank you for being here with me, your host, Reverend Devin Devine. And thank you for teaching us. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love a Course in Miracles.